We could just name it like the Hoodie Club or something like that. The Hoodie Club? Yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Hoodie Club, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV show, music, and much, much more fun stuff. I'm your host, Parker. And I'm Rhea. Today we'll be talking about quite possibly my favorite show of all time. And mine. And mine. (laughs) And Parker's. Today we're talking about Avatar The Last Airbender and we're gonna see what it can teach us about forgiveness. But, but, before, before we get into this though... Obviously, the name is Hoodie Club, so Rhea, what kind of hoodie are you wearing today? Uh, today, I'm wearing my cousin's old gray Fitch hoodie. He actually gave it to my brother first, but my brother was like, Rhea, I don't want this. Do you want it? And I love it just because like, it's really big and very comfy and cozy. Yeah, I mean, same with mine. I just got this thing from Christmas. I've got no clue what any of it means. It's got like a be patient thing on the upper left chest area. And it's got a hand with an eye in it, which yeah. I don't actually know what that means either. So I just kind of I just wear it because I like the gray color and it's comfy. So looks nice. Yeah. Now we're actually gonna get into talking about Avatar. For those of you who don't know, Avatar: The Last Airbender ran from February two thousand five to July two thousand nine on Nickelodeon. However. I feel like many kids our age watched it over quarantine um, because it hit Netflix May of 2020, which was like right in the middle of quarantine. It was like right when it was starting up again. Yeah. Yeah. The show has three seasons. Each season's called a book, um, and it's all named after one element. Um, Season one's called water. Season two's called earth. Season season three's called fire. Um, And each episode's called a chapters because like... The whole thing's just an overarching story, really. Mm -hmm. It's Um, one big book. Yeah. So, essentially, in the show, there's these four nations. The Fire Nation, which became a tyrannical empire. The Water Tribes, um, which is split into the Northern Water Tribe and the Southern Water Tribe. Um, The Earth Kingdom and the Air Nomads. The Air Nomads are all extinct, except for the Avatar, who is Aang. Hence why the show is called Avatar, the last airbender. Um, and Aang, and it's following Aang's journey to learn how to bend all four elements, um, which is like why each season is named after an element. It's He's learning how to bend all the other elements. And I mean, there was more than just him yeah. finding, like, learning how to use all the elements. I mean, it was like just helping out his bond and friendship with everybody he met, and he like... So, he, like, still, he tried to not kill anyone, and obviously he yeah. probably did Yeah, because, like, the, the air nomads were very peaceful people. Yeah, and so he was kind of just trying to learn all of the elements in, like, the most peaceful manner he possibly could. And, like, what I love about the show is that he never actually killed the Fire Lord or anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, he did it all without violence and everything, and that's, like... One of the things the show teaches you, it covers, like, a lot of really big topics considering the fact that it was, like, a kid's show that aired on Nickelodeon in the 2000s. Right. So it, like, covers consequences of war and everything and how everyone's affected by it, Um, finding balance in life, choosing your own destiny, 
and like learning to forgive yourself and others and everything which is like what i love about it so much yeah it was definitely like especially during quarantine at that time when we hadn't had any like social interactions in more than like probably six months it was definitely like a nice little refresh like oh this is how we talk to people (laughs) you know and like oh we're supposed to be nice and we don't like, at you know, some point, crazy. it became my comfort show. Yeah. I mean, same. Like, I'm yeah. I'm not personally a very... I'm not very good with binging TV shows because eventually I just, like, I can't You get burnt out. Yeah, and I eventually, like, just go a, a week or so without not watching an episode. That did not happen with The Last Airbender. I, I mean, know. I watched that thing, you know, like... It's, like... It was crazy. It's so well-written, too. Like, all of the characters are fully developed and everything. Yeah. So, shall we, like, start talking about how the show relates to forgiveness and everything? Like, one of the first instances we see with, like, um, characters needing to, like, forgive one another, and it's probably, like, the simplest instance, you'd say. Yeah, especially for the audience that it was targeted at. Yeah. When it first, like, And, like, it makes sense that it was, like, only episode 11. We're talking about the episode, The Great Divide. It's season one, episode 11. Where essentially there's these two rival tribes, and Aang, Katara, and Sokka need to um, the like three main characters at the time need to cross a canyon. So um, they need to like get the two tribes to work together, but they would not work together at all. And the reason for their um, hatred for one another was like because of a simple misunderstanding of like their history and everything. And so like once they understood the whole misunderstanding and learned the truth of it. They, like, were able to move past that and, like, live in harmony pretty well. And it just shows, hey, sometimes you just need some communication and everything. Yeah, and that totally, like, that's another one of the things I love about The Last Airbender is that was just one instance where just, like, that simple event in the in the show, like, symbolized a much greater topic. Like, obviously, that one was just talking about how, like, sometimes you need to communicate stuff and you need to learn to forgive and, I mean, there were just so many other, like, examples of that throughout the show. And not even just forgiveness. Like, some of them could just simply be, like, kindness or yeah. just communication as a whole. Like, I know. It, I'd argue that, like, to achieve forgiveness, you need, like, some air of kindness, at least, like, towards yourself. Right. Because sometimes, like, as we learn from Katara's storyline, forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean forgiving the person that wronged you. It just means, hey, hey. I can let this go now, and I can move on with my life. Yeah, and then obviously, you know, not just the Grand Canyon scene, but also when Katara forgave Zuko. Yeah. Because he yeah, I loved that mom, so much. Which that well, like Zuko didn't kill her mom, but like Fire Nation, he wronged them a bunch and yeah, everything. Yeah, but I mean, like, like I'm pretty sure that part made me cry. Yeah. A lot. I'm not very good with that stuff. I I lose it every time. Because <laughs> Zuko's been like prove proving himself to the rest of the gang slowly, and then Katara was, like, the last person to trust him. He did that, like, by helping her find her mother's killer and giving her closure and everything. And I love that Katara decides to show him, show the killer mercy, just because... And that's another another scene of forgiveness, which is awesome. And And it's amazing, because she's not saying what happened was okay, and it's not like they're friends or anything, but she's like, okay, I don't need to completely obliterate this guy. She just moved on. Have you seen those compilations on, like, YouTube where... (laughs) 
they avoid the word kill as much as possible because it's a kids tv show yeah it's like i'm gonna end him and i'm like yeah and then, they're 10 you're yeah they're gonna figure it out and another scene of forgiveness ang forgiving the fire nation that's that's a huge one because the fire nation literally killed his entire yeah like tribe of air nomads which yeah i don't know how he could do that because i definitely would not I would have, especially knowing that you know all of the elements, I would have gone crazy. <laughs> like, I seriously would have killed, ended every single person <laughs> in the Fire Nation right there. But, I mean, you know, that's that's yeah. one of the things I had to learn. You know, that's probably the quarantine me speaking, and that's what I mean. Like, you need this show. Like, I just, yeah. I would have and completely like the forgotten The fact that he let the Fire Lord live, like, during their final battle together... He let him live and just took away his bending ability rather than, you know, wanting him. Yeah. Um, also, I'd say, like, the first instance that Aang actually displays forgiveness in the premise of the show is forgiving himself. Whenever he found out what happened to the other air nomads and everything and all of his friends, the only way he could have moved on and, like, gotten to where he is at the end of the show is if he forgave himself. Because otherwise, he'd just, like, be moping on that for three seasons for, like, half the year and everything. And that's yeah. That would not, have been a very exciting TV show. Not very productive. Yeah. Also, like, him forgiving Zuko almost, not instantly, but, like... It took time. It took time. Which, I mean... At first, reasonable. he, like, rejected... Yeah. He was literally hunting him down, so I don't For, like, three him. years. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, at first he rejected him, but, like, he came to a census and was like, okay, we're going to give this dude a chance. And then he learned how to firebend and everything, and Zuko is probably everybody's favorite character or, like, top five favorite characters. Yeah, and then, obviously, Zuko needed to forgive himself yeah. also because, you know, like, he lost so much honor with his dad because his his dad was his dad was not a very good father figure, let's be honest. No, Ira was his real father. Yeah. And honestly. obviously the torment that he had inside of him. Like he was dealing he was dealing with so much. And it's almost like relatable to people. Yeah. Like he was dealing with the same stuff that a lot of high schoolers deal with today, which is not good. Not Your like, dad burning your not, face. Not not like that same stuff. But, but you know, like, like having that poor relationship with your father, I feel like it definitely, like, just with how it, not necessarily created Zuko, but, like, you know what I mean? How yeah. his, like, personality was kind of impacted because of how his father was Yeah, because, like, you see that the reason why he was in the position where his dad burned him in that Agni Kai was because he was defending other innocent fire nation soldiers lives and quite honestly it's probably one of the most selfless things you could do mm -hmm. and then that like led to his dad burning him and everything i saw somewhere online where like zuko's scene where he's begging his dad for forgiveness and he, his scene where he's begging iro forgiveness mirror each other so well and like one his dad burns him in the face and disowns him and is like go hunt the avatar for three years, um, and then, like, the other Iroh just, like, immediately forgives him and everything, and yeah. I love that so much, because it shows Iroh's unconditional love that he had for Zuko, and I think that without, I honestly think that, like, without somebody loving you unconditionally in your life, it's very hard to get by, because you just need someone that's always there for you, no matter what. Yeah, and I feel like we could, we could, like, see Zuko already starting to forgive himself and realize, like, what's right from wrong. 
um, in season one, episode 13, in The Blue Spirit. Yeah, that's, like, where, quite probably where his redemption arc starts. Because he helped Angus escape. Yeah. One of the reasons why his redemption arc is so compelling to so many people, I think, is because it's nonlinear. Mm-hmm. And that happens a lot of times. A lot of the time when you mess up real bad and you're like trying to be better you're gonna have like regressions every now and then where you mess up again and again but you the point is you're trying to be a better and you're like working towards it yeah yeah and whenever he did help and escape i mean that was that was the turning point like he was yeah. like this is like i realize what i'm doing wrong you kind know, of whatever that's not, not like that. But like fast. it's the start of it. It's the start of him wanting to forgive himself and attempting to forgive yeah. himself. And it's like the audience seeing what hap- what's like going on underneath the surface. Even though like if then it was out of selfish selfish intentions, like pretty soon he becomes maybe the most selfless character in the show. Right. And I mean his entire arc, like that arcs over probably close the to entire like, show yeah. honestly like but like there's specific episodes there's like 10 specific episodes where you see like zuko is literally yeah like you can see i'd say like the big three episodes for his like you can't fit fit it all down to three i'd say like the top five mm-hmm. for it would be um the blue spirit where he saves ang for the first time and but for the wrong reasons though yeah and like you learn the duality of his character then Zuko alone, where he leaves Iroh for an, for a whole episode, but that's where he actually sees the damage that the Fire Nations caused and that was, everything. That was a rough episode for me. Yeah. I will say I make it through it. Um, I'd say the Crossroads of Destiny is also pretty high up there, where, like, he had the choice between right and wrong, and he chose wrong. Right. And then, a f- like... A few episodes later, um, on the beach, where the main Fire Nation cast, Zuko, Zula, Tylee, and Mei, are all, like, there talking about their problems. And I love that episode so much, because it, like, humanizes them, too. And so they're there talking about it, and you see how angry Zuko is at himself for his decision, and how dissatisfied he is with his life. Yeah. Um, And then skip forward six more episodes, and then Day of the Black Sun... I mean, there's a lot going on. I love that episode yeah. so but much. He, like... Confronts his dad, admits it's his fault. They hate us, and we deserve it. You want to go into depth about that? Yeah, sure. Because, like, I'd say one of the big things Zuko teaches you is, one, how to forgive yourself, and also how to ask for forgiveness from other, others and be deserving of it. And he says he they hate us, and we deserve it. Because he could have, like, very easily taken himself out of the equation and then like, they hate us and you deserve it. Like, his dad, he's talking to Fire Lord Ozai, if you don't know. Um, He's, like, very self-aware of the fact that his actions all had consequences and he's not going to be accepted immediately and everything. And he's all right with that. He's like, okay, I did these bad things. I need to prove my worth and everything. And he does it for, like... Not so that they'd like him, but because it's right. And also, he's able to finally lightning bend, um, like, move lightning and everything. And it's just, whenever Iroh was first teaching him and he got burned because 
main point with like being able to move lightning is having inner peace and everything and the fact that he's finally able to do it means he's at peace with himself and happy with the path he chose to cap off his character arc is in Sozin's Comet Part 2, The Old Masters. This is essentially the scene where he begs Iroh for forgiveness and everything, and Iroh just tells him that he was never angry at him, just disappointed. Yeah. That's it's the, like That's the Mike Tyson right hook to his <laughs> character arc. I mean, that's like the big question. It's like he's just... Not question. Like, that's a jaw-dropper. That's, like, the period at the end of the sentence. Because like, the only, the person that was by him through his side the whole time was Iroh. And he was scared that Iroh was angry at him and everything. And the fact that Iroh was like, no, dude, I wanted you to be okay. And I wanted you to be a good person. And you got there at the end. Warms my heart. Essentially, like, what we learned from this is, like, Katara teaches us to show others mercy and forgive people but not necessarily forget and be like okay we're forgiving you but for ourselves and everything and we're letting you be ang teaches us to honor like everyone and give everyone trust and everything and zuko teaches us how to ask for forgiveness and everything Mm -hmm. zuko i mean zuko also teaches us like the importance of self-actualization realizing take like taking responsibility of your own actions yeah like that's such a huge like a lot of people should learn how to do that agreed agreed and yeah honestly watch airbender it's so good seriously like if you well, the characters are think, so well-rounded yeah, too you're obviously not gonna think that you don't take self-responsibility but if other people say you don't then you should watch it and <laughs> you should listen to them to yeah I know, I know, like, this whole episode's about forgiveness and everything. It essentially became an episode about Zuko because a lot of it has to do with his character. Right. Um, He's probably the most relatable one in the show other than Sokka, who's, like, the only non-vendor in the group of friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many times have you related to Sokka while watching? Definitely a lot. Like, I mean, he's just kind of like the ugly duckling. Out of the group. Like, yeah, he doesn't... But, like, he, he is bend, still important, though. Yeah, that's he's, what I mean. He's so smart, though. He invented war balloons. Mm-hmm. At yeah. the age of, like, 13, I think, 14. Yeah. The ugly duckling turned into a beautiful, beautiful swan? Yeah. 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 And so, like, that's just... Show- like, it was showing that he may not be like the others. He can't bend anything. He can't, like, oh, he's useless, whatever. I mean, that dude, he had so many important moments. He saved... Um, oh my gosh, I can't think Toph. of him. He saved Toph, literally from falling to her death. Okay, Sokka was 15 in the events of the last airbender. Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure earthbending can't save you age. from falling He's from like a 5,000 foot fall. Yeah. So. Especially since like she was in the sky. Mm-hmm, that's what I mean. And like Toph's character teaches you about how to trust others, pe- other people because that's like what and her main boundaries. Yeah. And that's, that's but, one of the things I love. Like there is... Each, each character, character is teaching you through, something. Yeah, each character is going through an arc of their own, and they're all, like, going at the same exact times. Yeah. And it's awesome. Like, the story is still advancing, but so is each of their arcs at, like, different paces. And I love the fact that, like, the end goal of the show is to defeat the Fire Lord and everything, but the writers aren't afraid to just let you live with the characters for 
an episode or two. Like, there's the filler episode of um, Life in Bossing Say, where it's just following what everyone's doing while they're in the kingdom, the Earth Kingdom capital of Bossing Say. Mm. And so it's just you're watching Katara and Toph, like, have a girl's day out. Um, and watching Iroh, I'm pretty sure that's the one that Zuko goes on a date too, which him being so awkward on that date made me feel so good about myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, um, what else? And like, that's the one where I, with Iroh's song too, mm-hmm. where he sings about his son who... Leaves from the uh, vine? Yep. Where he sings about his son who died in the war. And could we talk about how Iroh forgives himself and like everyone and learns to live with peace and harmony and kindness and everything. Cause he went from being a fire nation general, the dragon of the West and everything to being like the kindest, sweetest man, you know, you'll ever meet. Who's just like wanting a tea shop and wants a simple life. Mm-hmm. It just shows there's like, there's more there's than just so much depth someone. to people. Mm-hmm. And like people can change. And that's that's another thing. That's another thing you learn. Yeah. Like seriously, Airbender teaches you so much. I feel like that happens with like every TV show. Obviously, like you know, TV shows teach you teach you stuff. Obviously. But it doesn't like but, beat it in the bush, be, beat you in the right. head with Airbender it. Airbender just teaches you so, like like very naturally. important life lessons just passively. Yeah. You just learn. Other than like that one time when Iroh's yelling at Zuko. Well, but, yeah, that was kind of forceful, but but it's like necessary too, because yeah. like he needed that. It was forcefully necessary for him to yell. Uh, he says it's time for you to start asking yourself the big questions: Who are you, and what do you want? That gave me an existential crisis. Yeah, because <laughs> it's to me one of the scariest things is living your life for other people and not for yourself, and not doing what you want. And so I know I feel like a lot of kids our age are like, I want to be good enough for everyone else. I want to be good enough for like my parents or whatever and like live up to their expectations and everything. But it's not what you like really want in your heart and everything. And like that was just kind of like, I wrote, not now. I love you, but not now. (laughs) And like the attention to detail they have in the show is impeccable. The show teaches you so much. But Zuko in particular teaches you how to be worthy of forgiveness, that no one owes it to you, and you need to, like, learn to earn their trust Mm -hmm. and everything. It also kind of teaches you how to accept forgiveness because of Zuko and Iroh. Yeah. Whenever Iroh forgave him that first time, it kind of, like, took Zuko back. Like, he was was probably expecting to get burned in the face again. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, because that's what he's used to. And then for Ira to just forgive him like that, like, that's that's awesome. Do you ever think about how much trauma TV show characters have, like, movie and TV show characters have? Because, like, they all go through insane life's life things. Superheroes have to fight aliens and everything, and you're like, how are you a human? Yeah. <laughs> and it also shows with, like, Aang and everyone, like, Aang, Sokka, Katara, um, Toph, like, you don't need to forgive the person immediately. Give them a chance, but you don't need to forgive them immediately. They need to prove themselves and gain your trust again. 
and th- no one owes you their trust. Your friends don't owe it to you. Like, if you're in a romantic relationship, your partner doesn't owe it to you. And that's that taking responsibility theme again. Yeah. All right, so thank you so much for joining us today. Next time, Parker and I will be talking about some things in the MCU and, like, what those characters can teach us. It's going to be fun. Yeah, and to see those or watch other episodes from this series, you can go to fhntoday.com. Once again, I'm Rhea. And I'm Parker. Thanks Thanks for for watching. watching.